singer-songwriter, we had the opportunity to talk to MJ Songstress over Zoom video. MJ talks about being born and raised in the New York, New Jersey kind of border, and she tells us how she got into music. Her dad, a huge musician, was the band leader for a 10-piece orchestra, so she was able to get into music uh, through her dad. Although her dad didn't push her, her parents didn't push her into music, but they definitely supported her in her journey in music. She started singing with her dad's band at 12 years old, and through networking and just a lot of hard work, she was able to meet different people networking, got to work with Rockefeller Records, did a lot with Wyclef John, got to tour with Nile Rodgers and Chic. She was also on The Voice here in the United States and The Voice in Mexico. She was on Team Usher here in the United States and ended up making it all the way to the finals in Mexico. She told us about putting out her first full body work under MJ Songstress. It's a record called See Me. Where she was when this whole pandemic hit, she was actually shooting a music video for one of her songs. She'll tell you all about that. And her recent release, a song called Carousel. She talks about that and the most recent video for it as well. You can watch our interview with MJ Songstress on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. We'd love it if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're Bringing It Backwards with MJ Songstress. My name's Adam, and this podcast is all about you and your journey in music and how you got to where you are now. That's awesome. Cool, Looking cool. forward to it. Awesome. Um, tell me first, born and raised in Jersey, correct? No. Oh, I'm um, wrong. <laughs> no, no, no. Just just half. You're 50% off. No, oh, okay. I, was, I was actually born in Queens, New York. Oh, in Bayside, okay. Yeah, Bayside, Queens. Um, so, you know, I call myself like a Jersey Yorker. I'm con more connected to New York than I am Jersey. But I did have um, the beautiful experience of going to school and having an, another layer of growth inside of uh, Jersey, like, but right on the border of Jersey and New York. Okay. So it was like, it was like right there, New York <laughs> felt like my backyard. But um, yeah, it was wonderful. It was like when my parents were just really um, struggling and found a great opportunity and said, you know what, let's take this while I was really young. And um, so the area I grew up in is called Fortley, New Jersey, and it's mm -hmm. right over the George Washington Bridge. It's a nice small community. Um, with easy access in and out of the city. So it was actually really cool um, growing up. That's awesome. So you're able to eat quite easily, get into New York if you needed yes. to. Yeah, especially with buses and hopping in a friend's ride. Like, hey, where are you going? I'm going to the city. I'm coming with you. Um, stuff that we weren't supposed to do. At the sure, time. of course. <laughs> um, no, it was just it, like, again, easy access, like having the skyline or just it, it, New York literally was my backyard. That is incredible. And uh, how did you get into music? You know, uh, my father, like I know many people can share this uh, story as well with their parents and growing up in it um, back in Bayside, Queens and seeing my father uh, and my mother both doing the, 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 the struggle. And my father, I saw him going out. I remember I have memories of him every night holding um, rehearsals inside of the, this little tiny box apartment that we uh, lived in. He had papers, cables, instruments all around. And I was absolutely that kid touching everything, playing. I was very curious um, immediately. And 
because of my father, I, I am the musician and the band leader that I am today because I learned everything for him. He's a multi-instrumentalist. He led a band. He had a 10-piece. Um, wow. And that consistent business-like but go-getter um, mindset because both my parents are immigrants as well. So oh. my father's dream was to come into the United States and the American dream. So he sure. came as a musician and was fortunately, thank goodness, was able to make a life out of it. Wow. Um, that's pretty and, incredible. Yeah. And and the only I think the only difference, not difference, or maybe just a unique story that I would have to tell, he never forced me like, oh, you're going to do music because that was my dream and I want to live through <laughs> you. He he did the reverse psychology like, oh, you don't want none of this. You don't know what this is. And <laughs> piss me off. Like, yes, I do. Like, I, sure. I, I don't know if that's an Aries thing. Um, when, when you say no, I'm like, no, now I want oh, it. Um, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so um, he'd be like, okay, don't touch daddy's headphones. They're nicely, you know, wound it up. And I would go uh -huh. and, but that was his way of saying, okay, so that's what she wants to do. Um, and since then, both my parents have been really supportive in my music career. That's amazing. He's like, don't touch this microphone that's on, ready to record, please. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I just felt, I, I mean, I know that everyone has their own experience, but, um, and I was just sharing this with, with someone else as well, because a, a question came up around my family, around support and what that was like. My parents are so, I don't even know what to call it, off the book, off script, new school, non-traditional. I mean, they have their morals and there's, there was always respect. Um, but it was it, like, my parents never forced me into anything. They didn't push me into music, but when they knew I wanted to go into music, my mother, especially being, you know, the brainiac of it. Okay. Let me go get everything you need to know about the business in this book right here. Oh, and wow. she, she kept me in line and it okay. was like very drill sergeant -y. But good cop, bad cop. My father was more like, yeah, you can do this, but keep practicing. And my mom was like, oh, you know, you can't eat that, right? You know, she knew the business came with, you know, physical appearance and vocals. Did you do your vocals today? Um, oh, did, did you do your, you know, really getting me in line for what at the time and what an artist was supposed to be and how we're supposed to prepare ourselves. And um, yeah, they, my parents never pushed me to college. Why do you want to go to college for? You want to do music. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's, I, wow. I thought that was the thing. And I wanted to make you sure. proud. And my mom's like, why are we going to spend 50 grand on a, on a thing that you're already in? Because I was already inside the music. It had my foot in the door. Right. And wow. I was like, oh, he's actually like, I don't care about that piece of paper. Go do what you want to do. Go live <laughs> your dreams. You already know what you know. And then she's like, okay. what? And she's like chewing on a carrot. I'm, what are you going to go learn? You know, music theory, you know how to lead. You know, because my upbringing and being in my parents' band at starting at 12, I learned the ins and outs on my own rather mm -hmm. than a teacher telling me. So if you're ever in a situation where it's like, right, I, I actually learned that through real life experience. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I say that's, that's to say I'm very grateful for my family for just being the yeses and sometimes the noes if I got uh -huh. off track. You know. Sure. But to have them as such big advocates for you and your career and not saying, oh, well, you need this piece of paper to fall back on and <laughs> yeah, all right. of that noise. You know what I mean? And like, it's funny nowadays. It's, it's interesting that you bring that up where uh, you're like, I already have the life experience. I don't need some teacher to tell me because I was talking to somebody recently that went to Berkeley School of Music for like a year. And he's like, well, 
I learned the whole class watching like a 20 minute YouTube video, like everything oh, I wanted to oh. learn. You know what I mean? Like that's pretty much. <laughs> you know what? Let me circle back to that. <laughs> no, understood. No, honestly, shout out, super shout out and a lot of love to the, to the music teachers. They don't get acknowledged enough, especially sure. growing up. It was either you were cool and more and sports got paid attention to more than the music program. Totally. And I did I did learn a lot from my choir director, the band director. There were a lot, there's a lot of things to be said about them. So mm -hmm. I don't want to just totally shit on them like I'm not going to learn anything. I, I learned a lot. However, because I was exposed to other assets um, at a young age that maybe a, a, a typical child wouldn't. Have, mm -hmm. That's why for me, I'm like, yeah, why am I going to waste my parents' money? Right. No, <laughs> and, it makes sense. And my time for something that I, I just happen to know. Um, right. And then, yeah, the YouTube thing that's. Yeah, yeah, I'm not trying to trash music teachers. Don't get me <laughs> yeah, wrong. But I'm just saying, sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying that like, it's interesting that you that people like there's access to all of these different uh, yeah. ways to learn nowadays. It's like mm -hmm. if you really wanted to learn how to use um, Pro Tools, you could go on probably find somebody on YouTube that's going to teach you everything, every little piece you need to know or anything you really wanted to specifically learn so about true. the program. Which is so true because Pro Tools is a whiz box. I use Pro Tools right now. I'm in my little studio setup, but I only know because I've watched. Sure. And I'm like, oh, I know if you press that button, it's going to sound like that. <laughs> but I can't <laughs> explain it. I'm like, like, move over. Let me show you. Right, right, <laughs> let, right. Let me do the setting. I don't know what the code is. Control Alt. I don't know what that is. Just let me do it myself. <laughs> I just know how to get the sound I want. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But you're so it's so true. You can find anything on YouTube, which is brilliant this day and age. We didn't you know, wasn't around back in the day, which would have been right. very yeah. helpful. Growing very up, useful. I didn't we didn't have access to that stuff. So. No, <laughs> dang it. Um, but it's super cool. Like, it's just the funniest things on YouTube. Learn how to tie a straw into a, but then yeah, like anything. you said, pro, yeah, pro tools, <laughs> some of the mach machines, because um, I know for myself, calling myself out, what's up, Aries gang? I am patient, <laughs> but there's an impatience when I need something now. Just right. give me the bullet. Turn this on. Press this because I'm fast. Uh -huh. But I know there's other um, brilliant people that like the breakdown in details. That's great. That doesn't work for me. <laughs> right, right. How do you give do me to the answer? <laughs> <laughs> like, just lead me, lead me to water, man. Like, what right. are you doing? Um, but yeah, I'm very hands-on as as we're talking, and I just love to be part of all creative processes and and i i switch up my hat like one minute i'm in fashion one minute i'm in the creative mm -hmm. songwriting process or i'm breaking it down with every instrument or note and then i'm like all right now it's time to mix this baby and right. so yeah i just love being involved a lot, as much as i can sure um, yeah you said 12 is when you joined your your dad's prior your parents band yeah um my father you know just for clarification my dad had this beautiful 10 piece three horn horn piece section um you know drums bass guitar drums bass guitar drums bass guitar keys mm -hmm. um sometimes congas my father led with the bass so he was also a lead singer and oh, it was so my he was mom. in the he wasn't just the band leader but he was yeah. like in the band as well mm -hmm. oh okay yeah, amazing band, band, band leader leading with the Bass, bass and also the vocal uh, lead singer and cool. it was my mom even though she had her nine to five again that hustle status keep going that consistent like we you know the struggle but no we're gonna get through this mm -hmm. um she would 
also lead with my father at night. And she was horrified, terrified, but my father said, you, I hear you in the shower, I hear you in the kitchen. You have a great voice, you can do the Madonna stuff. And you know, so that was their way of having the some bread and butter come in. Mm -hmm. But when they started hearing me sing, because I would hear their rehearsals, they're all looking at me like, okay, so she understands <laughs> harmony, you know, the whole spiel of, Right. My baby was growing up. She was singing, you know, <laughs> just like anyone else. And but my mother put me to the test because they started adding me into the band. Also babysitting. Um, hey, put on this black cocktail dress, sit in the corner and behave. And mm. I would cover I would have my sheet music. And when it was time to do dinner music and whether it was a corporate event or a wedding and the guests need to sit down, she's like, all right, kid, you're up. And I would <laughs> sing My Heart Will Go On or I will always love you, you know, my sure. shit music. And, and so when she saw, okay, she's, she's, you know, she's knowing the ropes around here. She's stepping up as a kid, but she saw there was a limitation that I wasn't, I was maybe too afraid to control the band. Cause I kept looking at her like, Hey, can I tell the drummer what to do? Or, Hey, what can I do? So uh -huh. she realized she needed to step back and she really didn't want to do it anymore. She was tired. She, <laughs> she's a mom. Um, having and holding down a nine to five and then also going to do these late nights that are four or five hour gigs. Mm -hmm. So she played sick. Oh, <clears throat> I can't <laughs> sing this song. I am like, yeah, mom, what do you want me to sing? What's the, you know, I need you to, I need you to do this for me. Okay. Cause did this whole spiel. I left them like, daddy, I got the music. And then she is like flipping through a magazine, like, sure. you know, oh, she gonna do it. And she, she was <laughs> never sick. But she just told my dad, I'm done. This is where she needs to be. You handle it. So yeah, started at 12 and through, so I had a, a very different teenage um, year life. Mm -hmm. It was like after going to middle school or high school, it was learn music and then go with my dad Friday, Saturday, uh, Sunday nights to these gigs. So it was learning, a, maturing at a different level and then being um, responsible, knowing my craft and then being this young little girl with these group of men telling them what to do and band leading, <laughs> you know, and they were yeah. great. That's why it, in essence, like they really were my college professors, mm -hmm. you know, uh, the, one of the, 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 the trombone player, he had toured with Donna summer. He wow. was doing incredible jazz work. And um, so he looked at me, he's like, Hey kid, you want to lead us? This is how you do one, two, three. Ah. So he told me, I just saw him all the hand maneuvers and gestures and, cues if you ever saw a band leader do the fist and put up uh, numbers on their fingers it's we're actually like sign lang languaging like music you know mm. this is the key of f the key of a this means oh. come to an end. this means start from the top this is the verse this is the chorus so um interesting in, i didn't i didn't know any of that yeah cueing in the drummer or how to cue a drummer when they say four on the floor so you know when you're on the dance floor and all of a sudden you hear the music drop and it's doo, 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 doo. Hey! it's a moment put your hands in the air type joint uh -huh. and we call it four on the floor okay. so um yeah all these different i don't think maybe people who are just natural music lovers there's all these other things yeah i've never no heard that before right yeah. sure mm -hmm. I'm, i knew there had to be something going on but i didn't realize that there's like different signs and, exactly, and certain yeah. cues that people mm -hmm. have to kind of recognize yeah like so because so before they came came up with um like talkback mics where uh -huh. maybe the band leader or the MD, which means musical director will talk right. on the mic and be like, okay, guys, we're going to go into 24 carat. Right. The key, <laughs> the, the key is in, you know, F, whatever it is. They, we didn't have that. So we had to scream it out. 
24 karat. Where <laughs> 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 I will survive. And you have to call out the keys with your hands. And uh-huh. everyone knew like, what key? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, which is those, those days were amazing. They were hilarious as well. But um, just learning that. So in that sense, that would be called music theory, mm-hmm. which is what they teach at Berkeley. I sure. learned that at, at 12. Wow. Um, and also reading music and understanding uh, transitions and understanding um, diminishes and sharps and flats. And, you know, just that we can go down a whole rabbit hole when it comes to, to music. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm very much a sponge. And mm-hmm. uh, having those surroundings and those men willing to teach me, um, I, I walked away winning. Um, wow. and completely fulfilled with knowledge and also a good time. Sure. Be- yeah. Cause even though I was still stepping into this role, oh, okay, you know, gotta be mature and hi, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome. I still wanted <laughs> to be a kid and freaking party. Like, right. Right. Of course. So you know, oh, how hey, long- yeah, can, I, can I go get some food? Can I get a drink? Um, <laughs> not at 12, but like once I turned right. 21, Hey dad. Can I get Let a me, drink? Can I go party a little bit too? Sure. Yeah, right. Like not on a gig. <laughs> well, how how long did you perform with your your dad's band? You know, uh, all the way up to all through my teenage years, and really? then when um, I then started stepping into the recording aspect and started different opportunities. Again, even being in front of uh, people in the corporate and wedding scene, someone would always come up to me. Everyone was either an executive or a producer, or I know a guy that knows a guy. And, <laughs> you know, course. cards would just come and, and, and we entertained every opportunity, whether it was yay or nay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it did open up some doors and opportunities to now get me into the studio and now understanding studio life mm-hmm. and studio gear and how to navigate and be a studio singer. Cause it's very different. You can be a singer touring on stages, but eh, in the studio, or you can be an incredible vocalist, demo singer, shout out to my demo singers, uh, you know, killing it in the studio, but you mm-hmm. get on stage and you're not really quite the artist. So right. finding that balance to be able to ha- do both, have a both mm-hmm. end and, um, Studio started opening up. I started being invited to sessions, um, doing whether, like I was saying, demo work or vocalization or just laying down a track. And one thing led to another and started working on projects. And um, yeah, I, so it, it was just like with my father, 12, all the way up to when I needed to stop, you know, right. and and uh, start working on my project and myself. Mm-hmm. Um and then getting a, a deal, a record deal, and then doing a radio promo tour, which is amazing. I couldn't wait to do. And I went to every city and every state. I'm like, I'll sleep when I'm dead. <laughs> work me. Sure. You know, work wow. me. I, yeah. So, I mean, I, I told my dad, Daddy, I love you. Anytime I can come back for you, I will, because they're my humble beginnings. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I, then the career started to pull me away. And I, I guess that was the plan all along, like graduating to, okay, we set you up now go do and, and everything we taught you take with you. Yeah. I'm um, sure he knew that. I mean, wasn't he, that was kind of yeah. his goal, right. To set you up to, to succeed in the, in the industry. Exactly. Yeah. Deep down, he mm-hmm. was like, this is, this, yeah, this was the plan. But then also like, oh shoot, but now all these clients are asking for her and what am I going to say? Well, <laughs> she's on tour right now. And, right. 
right. and, and missing that aspect. And um, but it was it was a really good time. It was a really really good time, and I'm grateful for it because it did set me up, and I I was able to have um, those. I have those roots to mm-hmm. pull from as opposed to just you know being one of those kids you see on TV and or or, or um, what do you call it? Those vocal shows, those talent shows. Yeah. And a, a cute little kid comes out and they're like, have you sung before? Nope. This is my first time. <laughs> I'm going to be horrified. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, so it, it was definitely a good time. And, and I appreciate those moments that I did have with my father. Mm-hmm. When, when you, when you said you got to do this radio tour, did tell me about that experience. Was that from a song that you went and like wrote, wrote and recorded that ended up getting on the radio? I mean, you talked about record deals. Like, tell me, about that a little bit yeah uh well you're going now going through once you're signed to a label the label okay, well how did you get to the experience. label yeah tell me about how to get to the label um man i well at the time i was affiliated with rockefeller i was doing wow. some work with the rough riders you know uh, dmx who is an absolutely amazing was an absolutely amazing human being may he rest in peace um again i was that singer that was you know people knew in the community Okay. You know, I was around the block. Just I did a networking. session for this person. Yeah, did a session Got for this you. person, a session for that person, did a hook for this rapper, a hook for that rapper. So I started to build up my my um my name, but my, my yeah, my reputation. People mm-hmm. were people knew me, especially in New York. When you go to the underground uh, you know, um village underground and all these cool spots that have gigs and um jam sessions i was going to those so that's how musicians know musicians that know Mm -hmm. musicians so you're either in the inner circle or you're the you're the musician that's touring it's it's a very small circuit everyone knows each other which is great and i wanted to build up to that um to where everyone will know my name and uh and i was just just super young like kind of sneaking into the, the jam sessions because, you know, I wasn't quite 21 yet, but uh, <laughs> I was able to put on a little dark makeup. Just sure. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm 21. <laughs> yeah, before they really started checking, you know. But no, I, I just loved going to jam sessions and whatnot. And uh, I'm trying to remember being affiliated, especially at Rockefeller at the time. And it, uh, there was a, a guy that took my package, my, my resume and my music and took it over it, it there's so many intricate stuff like i can go on and on forever right. but damon dash happened to i was wow. working with him at the time and then steve rifkin ceo at the time of uh, uh src records mm-hmm. um my my package came across his desk called he called me in i sat with him to have a meeting and on that day i was supposed to sit with him and also atlantic records I had like a back-to-back meeting, but because SRC, the SRC Universal Motown went so well, mm-hmm. they basically, they wouldn't let me leave the building. They're like, no, <laughs> we're getting your lawyers on the phone now. We're going to sign right. you. And I'm calling my mom. You know those stories they have on VH1? It's happening <laughs> right now. Um, uh, so I never made it to the other meeting. Uh, I say all that to say it was really a fast process and uh-huh. a, a promise, like a handshake. You're not going anywhere, right? And I ended up being with them for about a year to two years, working on uh-huh. a project. I was working on an album. I had a song out that that they were ready to run with called Untouchable. And I just remember at the time, I said, hey guys, I don't know how this works, but I know that it works when I'm out there. So send me off. And okay. uh, they're like, okay, are you sure about that? I said, I- honestly, I have a lot of energy. <laughs> I actually <laughs> would appreciate being tired. If you get a call from me and I tell you I'm tired, 
that's when you know maybe let, let's put a stop so <laughs> I, I i went everywhere i would either fly somewhere and they called it i forgot it's in my mind pandemic man um oh i know they, tell they me would about have it a, a specific so if i'm like i'm searching for my words right now but they would have let's say pinpointers in each location that uh -huh. would pick me up and be like hi i'm your person for the north region or i'm your person for the south region oh got you um so i just forgot forget what they're called so everywhere that i flew then that person was like my navigator and uh -huh. would take me all around the the northeast part or the northwest part or you know uh, north of 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 new york and pennsylvania and then i would go to florida and then texas and california and each person had their own uh, destination to where to yeah. take me. So I would okay. fly in and then do a lot of driving and just stop from, uh, I believe it was from top top 40 radio to crossover. Cause I wanted okay. to make sure I definitely want to go to pop. That's, uh -huh. that's number one, but I want to also go to the people with the blends that do pop and R and B. They're like, Oh, that's uh -huh. called crossover. I'm like, cool. I don't care. Right. Then, I want to talk to everybody. <laughs> the country if you have to. Sure. Um, and I, I just remember walking in, the, you know, when it was that physical time and I would get everyone's card and meet the MD, the PD, the this, the, the that, the, 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 the jockeys, like, give me, I want all your numbers. <laughs> and mm -hmm. uh, it was great. And, and just like we are right now, but in person and we right. just have a conversation and I'm sure they have so much footage of me somewhere stashed. And <laughs> it, it was a really good time. And I think at some point um, it was around my Florida tour that i was on my last whim hey nice to meet you um oh, okay. and i still was going but the guy in charge of the area was like called the label um i've been doing this for a very long time and i've never seen an artist just push themselves to a point of breakage uh -huh. she needs to go home oh wow she won't do it on her own send her home now and he was really looking out for me he was just this mm -hmm. older gentleman minds his business barely says two or three words just about his job okay but he he saw something and he took a liking to me he even gave me like a florida cup with my name on it i was like oh my wow. god you know so it's so funny also another note never judge people like if you if anyone ever thinks man this person probably doesn't like me they actually they probably do they just don't speak <laughs> they don't say anything and i see it just be their personality Exactly. They just, they show it in other ways. So when mm -hmm. he gave me this cup, I hope you get feel better. Have a wonderful time. It's so great working with you. I'm like, oh, my God, you do speak. <laughs> you do like me. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it, it just I have a wonderful memories and and my own chapters and chapters and chapters of being part of every experience and, and industry. And so I totally understand the the whole jockey radio, you know, now podcast hustle. Yeah. I, I've seen it from the root. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah, I've been doing that. I was in radio for 16 years before doing the podcast. So, Oh, shoot. Were you at any station that I might have popped up on? <laughs> I worked. Yeah, I worked at stations in San Diego and San Francisco. If you were in the California area, <laughs> we might have crossed paths. <laughs> That's amazing. So, yeah. Wow. So there's a, a top 40 station. There's two when I worked in San Francisco and then one in San Diego. So maybe at either of those we could have cross paths That's at one point or another. I'm sure of it. I'm sure of it. That, that would be amazing. One day you'll just see my name on the wall like, wait a minute. <laughs> well, yeah, wait, I remember her. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I definitely met a lot 
uh, I wanted to go to every every state, all 50 of them plus certain cities. So, because mm-hmm. I remember having a bag, a huge bag of business cards. Um, wow. Yeah, it was filled up. And um, yeah, it was, so I, yeah, I definitely pay dues in that department. Sure, sure. I did watch a video of you with Wyclef John. You, uh, you're performing hey. for a Selena. Th- uh, it was for like AOL or something. Yeah, it was, I believe, uh, was it AOL sessions? I know we did yeah, AOL a- and we did a Yahoo sessions as well. Okay, the one I watched, I think, was AOL sessions. It was incredible. Oh, okay. um, oh man, thank so you. How, thank th- you. You got a chance to work with Wyclef John, obviously. How, like, yeah. how did that relationship form just through networking? Uh, you know what? Through somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody. He ha- he has a, a studio here in New York City okay. um, working with his cousin, Jerry Wanda, who's a producer who's produced so many hits out there like Ma- Maria Maria and a lot wow. of stuff for like, um, the uh, for, for Wyclef as well. Just many, many artists. And I'm trying to remember the, the, the link again at the time where someone was like, yo, come through. Wyclef's going to be in the studio. You know, just pass on by. I'll do a, a, a very random introduction. <laughs> and I just remember getting there and I was like, hey, nice to meet you. And I just knew my place. He's like, I like your vibe, your energies, you're different. And I'm like, okay, because even though I was giddy, like, oh my God, why Club John? What mm-hmm. the fuck? Um, <laughs> I had that other healthy ego that's like, no, you belong here. This is mm-hmm. this is where you want to be. So act right. Don't act like an idiot. <laughs> right. Um, and uh, he, he, we just, got to talking about music, what I'm up to. I, I believe I was signed to SRC at the time. And uh, uh, I was very good friends also with this keyboard player, piano player and producer, a shout out to Arden, our keys, Altino, super good friend of mine. And he kind of put in the plug like, yo, why don't we get sis to, you know, be on these records? Cause they were working on the Carnival 2 album. Wow. And uh, okay. he called me into the studio. It was called Platinum Sound at the time. I came in, he was, and he was sitting super cool. You know, he's got that Brooklyn vibe, but also he represents Newark, New Jersey too. So him and I share a similarity, New York, New Jersey. And, um, oh, excuse me. And um, he, he says, hey, I have this record. And you know what? You know, I was going to call J-Lo or Shakira, you know, <laughs> and I'm like, mm-hmm. And then it's like, <laughs> but, you know, even though they're, they're adult and they can do it, they're not, they're not Mexican. And I like your vibe. I want to give you a shot. Wow. And I was like, and so what he meant by that was because he shared that he's like, I got um, the sample of Bitty Bitty Bomb Bomb from, mm-hmm. from, of Selena. And I got Selena's um, family's blessing. And I want to put you on. I want to give you a chance. And I said, push record. What are we doing? So that's when I was able to add my little flair and, and do my bitty bitty bomb bomb over her vocal, which was amazing, very mm-hmm. chilling. And then also add a couple of things and there was some chants. I even got my father to be in the, there's a part in the, uh, in the section. Estoy, da, 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 oh really? That's so cool. So, yeah, to add some real, we call it puro mexicano. <laughs> yeah. the truck. I was like, dad, you're hard. He's like, wait, 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 wait what am I doing? Estoy. Like here we are. He was like doing all these shout outs, you know, Mexico, Italy, and here we are, you know, America, da, da, da. here we are. And so my dad had his little moment in there. That's amazing. And, um, yeah, because he's think, talking about immigrants, right? He's like, immigrants. Exactly. Uh, yeah, yes. like in the, in the song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's, he really wanted to make that correlation, even though, yeah, and Bitty Bitty Bomb Bomb fit. 
and giving the wow. shout out to her. And he also mentioned Tito Puente and Celia Cruz. And it was super dope to be on. I mean, I, it was very, again, I'm getting goosebumps because these are people, especially in the Latin community and beyond, we look up to these artists that, mm -hmm. that are no longer with us. And uh, so always very chilling for me every time we performed it. He also had put me on another song called Touch Your Button. And another singer at the time, Nicole Scherzinger was on it, but they replaced me, my vocal over it. And it was with Will I Am. So I had, a, I was a brand new artist, a, a, a lovely nobody mm -hmm. that got to have two records on his album. And then he took me on tour. We did a couple of dates. Wow. And, you know, it, it was just uh, such a cool vibe, such a cool mm -hmm. opportunity. Again, just right place, right time, but also, excuse me, the, the right connection. Um, and and I'm, I'm always grateful, my, my parents to my dad. I mean, everyone's heard this, you know, first impressions matter, but it's also how you leave people. So I'm so glad that when someone's, hey, I need a singer. Let's call MJ. I'm so glad that I'm part of someone's list of thoughts mm -hmm. or list of singers or go-tos or mm -hmm. phone calls. I've worked very hard to be part of that category, especially in the, in the New York scene. Uh -huh. Whenever somebody needs a lead singer, especially gigging, you know, it's another way for me to pay my bills. And I, I'm grateful. I'm really grateful that everyone usually says, call MJ if you can get her. <laughs> <laughs> if, she, if she's not busy. Yeah, like, that. and I say that with a humble heart, but I work <laughs> hard. I yeah. work hard for it, dude. And I'm sure you have your stories too, but uh, I could tell I my mean, interview another time. I know. I love it. I love it. It. Um, I love that you brought your dad into the studio with Wyclef because I was watching your um, your performance on The Voice when you're on The Voice, like oh your yeah. your when they when the, you know with Shakira turns her chair and Usher and you could see your dad watching, you know you perform and he's just so. But I, I believe both your parents he was are like, there. Come on! Yeah, yeah, he's shouting. He's so excited. And when when you know they turn around at the end, you could just tell in his face like he's just so so oh, proud. Man. It's amazing. No, you know, my parents, funny, funny little spiel on that. It was my father, my mother, and my sister. Okay. And that I, I realized in that moment, and thank you for bringing back that memory. I got choked up a little bit. Um, in real life at home, my mom is the mouth, <laughs> you know, loud. <laughs> Everyone's a 10 hook. Like, you don't want to piss her off. My father's more like, you know, like my abuelita, very just, you okay? Listen, you know, you messed up, right? Just about talking me through things if I messed up, my sister. My sister's very much like straight face. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like doesn't give you any emotion or if she hears a song that I did. I think it's cool. You don't know how she really <laughs> feels. But in that small clip, it, the truth came out because my sister's like, push the button. Right. And my like, come on. And my mom's looking, you know, being the calm one, like, motherfucker i know you're gonna turn around i'm sorry i don't know if we can curse you can oh. cuss go ahead okay. you can say whatever you want um, but that's how she is it's the only way to be uh she's like you better, you better turn around before i get this bat you know she, she was she was trying to be so calm i'm like mom are you embarrassed in front of cameras <laughs> wow is that the only way you know how to be quiet um so that was funny but it was it was very heartfelt because you could see it in her eyes that she's like that Greek pride holding it together. And then and then it shows in her cheeks like, oh, bravo, good job. But my dad's like, come on, you piece of shit. Turn around. Yeah, he is animated in that. It's 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 amazing. Like I said, you could just tell how 
proud of the like how proud of you they all are in that in yeah. that moment that clip it's, it's yeah my sister too she even did there was a quick point where she spun around like ah! <laughs> and it's like okay i get it that sister love you're gonna hold me down but you're not gonna soup me up you oh that's cool but to someone else yeah my sister's <laughs> they, both her and my mom are the same they don't do it in front of me uh-huh. you know my father too my father has a different way of showing me love but I say all that to say, you know, I, I'm I'm a different. I'm so opposite of my family. I'm like, give me love. <laughs> <laughs> but I learned how to appreciate. Oh, okay, well, that's your love language. Mm-hmm. Cool, I got it. And, and, <laughs> well, you always have that clip too. You always have that clip. Exactly. <laughs> you know. Yeah, it, it was it was big, especially going through that process at the time where I was mentally, uh, spiritually, physically. It was, it was, there was a lot going on. It wasn't just, Hey, I auditioned for a show. It, there was more to it. Mm-hmm. So even having them there and their support and, ha- and having, um, being able to have them flown in was very big for me. A lot, a lot of emotions. It wasn't just the emotions that come with the show mm-hmm. and the emotions that come with every contestant. Cause it's their dream. There was other layers <laughs> of stuff okay. going on. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Thank you for bringing up that memory for me. Uh-huh. Sure. Yeah. It was, like I said, it's, it's an incredible clip and you can just see how, how excited they are for you. Um, yeah. Was that like, what was that process like? Was it a line of people you had to wait in? Like, how did you get the initial in with, with the voice? Was it like a blind audition type thing that you stood in some line or? No. Okay. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be very honest. Um, you got to skip the line because I've talked to a lot of people that have had that opportunity. Yeah. yeah. No. Um. I, I'll be completely transparent, and this is truly my story. When the first season came out, it was such a huge shocker. Like, whoa, whoa the voice. This is different. Oh my god, the chairs. Uh-huh. Oh, it's just a. It's just about the voice. Very intriguing. Really being able to to send a message. Doesn't matter what you look like. We just want to hear what you sound like, mm-hmm. which was very powerful. And. I was dealing with a manager at the time that was giving me all the bells and whistles and promises that of course never happened. Um, and we were making our rounds, going to uh, different labels, just trying to nail a new opportunity for myself. Cause I no longer was with the label. Okay. And he says, yo, I got an in my boy called me. He's over at this network. It's called the voice. Like we're going to sign you up. I'm like, and at the time the ego, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't want to go to a talent show that that's not. And I know there's many musicians out there and singers, whether you want to admit it or not, will relate to the part where you, you didn't want to give in to the show and tell you, you we, we were used to the, the hustle and flow, the meeting somebody, the getting the in with somebody at a, at a record label, getting a meeting, singing your heart out and then landing a deal. Mm-hmm. It's what we knew. Very old school thinking. But now, now my attitude changed. Like, you know what? If there's an opportunity and you get to be on TV, get your 10 minutes of fame real quick and take it and run with it. Mm-hmm. But I was so stuck on how I had been doing things. I fought my way through. I, I don't, I don't want to do this show. It means, that, it means that I gave up, that I have nothing else. I have nothing left. Mm-hmm. So it was, it, I took it to heart. But got over myself, got in, and it was a private audition. So I skipped the cattle call. Okay. hours of long line mm-hmm. yeah and i got through a special a specific day which was private you have a time you walk in they're waiting for you and you do your thing okay. um and i remember in that season 
I had gotten all the way, like ready to get to showtime. But there was a opportunity that apparently came in with my manager and he goes, yo, screw the voice. We're gonna go have this deal. And I think he said, Sony. And I said, really? But I'm already in, I'm competitive. You can't take me out now. I, yeah. I, I work so hard to get through these like layers, these levels. He takes me out of the competition because all the, the, the info was connected to him. And uh -huh. um, I just then come to find out, I'm like, wait, I'm not flying to LA. I'm not doing this thing. And, and there was this whole promise. Oh my God, you're one of our top, you know, you're gonna win the show. And I'm like, don't tell me that. Cause then that makes it seem like it's fixed. Let me work for it. Cause I was already mm -hmm. in it again, very competitive. Uh -huh. uh, once I'm in, I'm in. Um, but then didn't work out, deal never came through. I'm watching the show, dang it, I could have been there. Oh. Seasons pass and then I'm in a stage of revamping, like just real self internal stuff going uh -huh. on and, and finding my way, industry's changing. I'm starting to fall out of love with this whole music industry. Like I still love music, but the hope is dying. The mat I believe in magic, magic was failing. And then one day I just said, shoot, you know, I wonder whatever happened to the voice. Why did they never reach out to me? And someone had hit me on Facebook, on the Facebook messenger. And he's like, hey, I hope you're well. You know, whatever happened to you? And I was going through old messages and I see it. I'm like, dude, hey, you're from the voice. Like, oh my God. And I start telling him my story. He goes, wait a minute, you need to reach out to so-and-so because they've been searching for you. I'm like searching for me, what are you talking about? They're like, we've been trying to reach out to you, but we have a different number on file. And so basically that oh. connection happened through Facebook. The, um, I remember the, the woman in charge of the casting, I believe Michelle McNulty casting, she reaches out to me. She's like, we've been looking for you. Oh my God, hit up my assistant. Here's your audition, see you soon. And that's when I did season six again, because they were like, no wonder we couldn't find you. We had your ex-manager's info oh. and we were, we were told not to contact you. I'm like, no. Oh my gosh. No. Yeah, so that's I had awful. To fix, yeah, <laughs> I had to fix some crappy situation. Sure. And then, you know, fast forward, just being able to make the right connection and put myself out there. Again, right moment, right place, right time and did the whole audition again, the private process, but it was like, okay, I'm by myself. I don't have management, it's just me. And then the whole process went um, and getting on the show. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, you know, a show is a show. And there were a couple of things that I saw that I'm like, oh, okay, maybe I'm not the one they're gonna push. Maybe my story is not. My, my, my experience of it was that sometimes leading with a sad story Oh it's yeah, you have, to have, you have to have the sob story, right? You have to have, yeah. like, they have to tell the whole story. Like you went from this to this and yeah. now you're, now because you're the Because I got story. bashed, I got bashed because I thought, no, let me go with my true self. Let me share my family, my father, mm -hmm. how I grew up. And even that little snippet that they showed, there were some people that were like, whoa, well, she already made it. Why is she on this show? That's not fair. She already, it's like, whoa, wait, y'all want some sad stories? hold on <laughs> let me dig back in the <laughs> oh, oh my god give me give me the award now if that's what this is about but i didn't want to lead that way i didn't want people to be like oh pobrecita you know give her a chance i just wanted to show what i can do but i can honestly say now there was a moment where the bitterness i was angry i was so upset with how i was perceived and treated 
But once I stepped away, I was like, you know what? It was a great, it was a great time. It was a great experience. I did it. I was one of the top 20 of Mm -hmm. millions of people who signed up. And even though my mind, my mindset might've been in a different realm, who knows where I would have been. Maybe I needed to go through, I I, I switched up my attitude around it. I had to do some, again, some me time to be Mm -hmm. with it because I've seen what it's done to friends of mine, angry, bitter, like upset. And I'm like, guys, I'm telling you, there's another interpretation around this if you choose it. And it, you know, it, it's, it, it leaves a, a scar on you um, because you, we all do see what goes on behind the scenes. And um, a show is a show, can't knock it. Um, we all still watch it. Um, but the experience was like, I, I think it wasn't my time to go, but, but you know what, it was my time to go. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I was able to do something with that. And, um, and now be in a position where I'm talking to someone about me and my career. So I was able to find maneuver my way around it and, sure. and come out a different way winning. Did you feel like when you left the show, people kind of put you in that? Oh, you're a singer. You're from the voice. Like I, I can imagine like yeah. people that make it kind of far. Then you just have that kind of stigma around you in the beginning. Like, do you yeah. feel like you had that? Again, I really always want to lead with gratitude, but I'm going to tell you the truth. At the end, I didn't want attachments to that. Right. I am not. Oh, the singer from the no. I'm That's the what I from yeah. I wouldn't this band. I can imagine special. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm the singer from Beanie Siegel's record. I'm the singer from Wyclef Jean. I'm the singer that toured with the legendary Nile Rodgers and Sheik. That's wow. the singer. Yeah, yeah. 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 Everyone. Oh, how was it? Did you get opportunities from the Voice? No. <laughs> you know it's just the show right right um but people you know again it's it's reality tv they make it how they want to make it um and uh but i have sent other friends of mine who have hit me they're like hey listen we know you've had a, a, a you know your own experience what do you think and i i send them along go for it just have your music ready, have your account ready, have your mindset ready, do it, but don't have any expectations. And then when, if, if something happens and you leave, just have your stuff prepared and use it to your advantage. That's what I didn't do okay. because I had a crappy attitude. <laughs> I <was laughs> um, and I didn't have anyone kind of like, you know, boosting me back up. Once the show was over, I was like, don't talk about it. I never want to be asked about it. Don't bring it up. Mm-hmm. And everyone pretty much respected, um, my feelings around that even interviews I, I i would kindly ask please make sure they don't ask me about the voice oh I sorry <laughs> no 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 not, not now As i'm asking you about <laughs> it <laughs> Oops, edit this part out no 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 not no. now okay. back in the day um, because i wasn't personally my attitude wasn't in check i i would have been so fake oh yeah it was great um and i couldn't do that now right speaking to my team and my people who put me together with you and Graham, I'm like, Oh, I'm totally down. I'm an open <laughs> book. I think uh, ask me anything. I so, love no, that. You're, you're completely fine. And, and it is part of my history. So really, what am I complaining about? I get to talk about a chapter in my life yeah. and I'm being honest that, you know, just had to work through some stuff because mm-hmm. I could have convinced anyone how shitty the experience was. <laughs> I promise sure. you. Um, and, Again, it's a show. Uh-huh. I did it. Chapter closed. <laughs> did you? You did the Mexico's version of it too, right? Was that a different experience? Oh boy, yes, it was <laughs> okay. in so many levels. So the only reason I 
said yes to the show it wasn't to redeem myself. It uh-huh. wasn't because I didn't have opportunities. Um, it was because that I, I lost my grandmother. My grandmother had died oh, and wow. I took it. I took it very hard because I, I didn't get to say goodbye. And I'm so glad I can say that without crying because every time I bring her up, I choke up. But it was a, it was a, a huge growing point for me um, because she was always by my side growing up. My abuelita coming from Mexico and moments that I've had with her that for me, I, I didn't know how to let go. I didn't know how to grieve. I didn't know how to be with it. And I remember the, the, first, the, the first call came in and I remember hearing the message, hola, MJ, I'm calling from The Voice. We would like to have you on the show. Please call me back. And I'm like, The Voice, get out of here, La Voice. I'm, <laughs> I'm not doing that again. But then when, I, when my grandmother passed and transitioned, I went back to that message because they called again. Okay. Hi, MJ, we hope you receive message. You know, we would love to have you. And I'm like, you know what? This is going to be the way that I grieve because I need to find a way to get back to the motherland Mm -hmm. and I need to connect with her. I need to sing for her. And and it's an opportunity for me to connect. We say conectar con mis raíces, connect with my, my, um, my race and my blood, Mm -hmm. because I have been so separate and far from Mexico, you know, where my father was born and raised and Mm -hmm. only went there for vacations, of course, but I, I needed to throw myself in something that everyone would think I was crazy. So I remember telling my dad, dad, I got a call to do La Voz Mexico. La Voz Mexico. I'm like, and I'm going to go do it. Are you crazy? It's Mexico. I'm like, yeah, I know why. And my dad being from there, he goes, no, no, no. Mm-mm. He starts speaking really fast in Spanish. I'm like, slow down. Couldn't, can't follow. What do you yeah. say? He goes, I know it, it's crazy. They're going to take advantage of it. All the stuff that he knows very well. Uh-huh. So I was like, dad, I'm going with or without you. And he found a way because the truth is Spanish is not my first language. I do speak it. I do understand it. But again, from the country, the culture, the slang, the twang, the, I, I, you know, again, I can, I could have easily been taken advantage of, especially on show. So Uh my dad got on the phone, he put on his business, you know, balls. (laughs) And he was just like, you know, yo soy Mexicano. Like, I know what this is. She's not going unless I go. And they're like, pero señor, you know, she's, she's above 18. I don't care. So they <laughs> flew him with me. And wow. like my, you know, the manager you type? Guy. Not manager, but um, uh, when, when a parent goes, when the child like a is guardian? not of age. A guardian, but a guardian slash my um, translator. Oh, okay. So going to Mexico, very brutal extremely brutal you would think hey my people i'm here right. my dad was like no you know it, there's a way to say stupid without saying stupid in spanish it's a horrible word but i'm sure mexicans would love it but there, he, it's like no pendeja Cállate. you know just just don't speak when you get to mexico and um i was like okay so i remember getting there all the contestants were there and they're all looking at me. It was one of those like record scratch moments, but I was cool, had my hoodie on, you know, just, <laughs> you know, I look Mexican, I look the part, but I accidentally was like, hey dad, can we get a drink? I said something like, can we order? And they were like, where are you from? Uh... And then they, they, they started speaking to me in English, but then word got around, you know, que es esto? what is this? You know, they, she's from New- Nueva York, por qué? And uh... it became this thing like, well, how did she get special treatment? And the truth was the lead, uh, the head of 
Televisa is called and, and La Voz Mexico, they're like, I want her. They specifically sought me out to come and maybe win the show. Right. Mexico did not accept me. Half were like, ay, mira, you know, she's one of us, Mexicana, cool, you know, represent. And others were like, go back to your stupid country. Oh, like, sure. why are you here? So I received stuff on both ends, like, whoa, whoa, what are we, what's going on here? Uh -huh. But I took it as a challenge because I, you're not going to scare me. You know what? I'm going to win your love. And even the contestants were very mean. They And what's funny is they all want the American culture as well. They're wearing um, American apparel. They're walking around listening to Drake. I remember <laughs> one dance was playing like, I need a one dance every hour. And they wanted to speak English. I heard them speaking, you know, they, they, some were trying to speak the New York swag. And I'm like, dude, you're, you're, wow, you speak to me in Spanish, but I heard you talking in English to that person. <laughs> they were really, mm, you know, mm -hmm. cabrons. And, um, but I won them over because I said, okay, dad, if this is going to be a challenge, stop talking to me in English. And he, okay, pues, si, cuatro quiero, whatever you want. And I'm like, yeah, what? You said, and he's like talking to me in Spanish. You said, don't talk to you in, in English. Yeah. So I literally learned, like thickened up my Spanish. Um, in two, like literally in two to four months wow. to the point where people are like, how is she going to do the interviews? How is she going to do this, this, and this? And there I was, hola, me llamo MJ Sanchez, you know, estoy muy feliz de estar aquí. And everyone's like, so I started to win people's respect and love and appreciation and mm -hmm. it was hard. So no one went through what I went through. Yeah. Forget the show. Aspect. Right. It was other challenges uh -huh. that I had to go through. And it, it came to a point where they even tried to push me to the to the newscasters and to the the reporters and i remember being there like don't stand me papa don't stand me papa where's my father uh -huh. and he was so far backstage that i was like okay absorb just pretend they're speaking really slow mj 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 and it was coming so fast it was like wah, wah, like oh, the matrix yeah but i was able to tune in and understand oh this person asked me how do you feel in this moment da, 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 da. Boom, and I would lock in. And then this person, so once I was able to figure out a way to control it in my mind, uh -huh. I was able to navigate it. And it, it was, again, I don't know how many people would have done what I what I did and, and, and last, how I lasted, but I don't know, call it just the way that I am, call it sure. Aries, call it just a go-getter <laughs> mind. I, I don't, I don't, I'm not gonna throw in the towel and <laughs> I'm gonna, <laughs> no, I'm gonna, oh, you're gonna try to shut me down and then slowly but surely, people in in the country started saying okay wow you know she is one of us uh -huh. um and uh yeah so the experience again was quite different um it it, it had its own hiccups different sure. than, the, than the voice um us so uh -huh. the voice us it made me appreciate the us version because of how things rolled out seamlessly mm -hmm. everything was scheduled. everything was you know i i realized how um their execution was impeccable. And I'm like, ah, the organization, much better over here. <laughs> Mexico, y'all are great, but we're a hot mess. <laughs> there was a lot of waiting. I'm like, oh my God, what is going on? But you know, they did what they did. It was what it was. I came out as a finalist. Right, you made it all the um, way to the end. So for me, I was like, first of all, already won. I did it for my abuelita. I'm good. Yo, are we done? So <laughs> when, and I never expected to win the show, 
for many reasons. It wasn't in my path. I don't. I didn't believe it was for my purpose to win. Two, I was a Mexican American. I was going to no say, way. do you think they probably wouldn't allow you to win, right? I mean, they look. They pro- <laughs> it doesn't matter. They're in Mexico. It's not like they can sue me. They wanted me to win. I was designed oh. to be there to win. But I was like, stop saying that. Let me prove it to you. Okay. Let, let me. If I'm going to win, let me win because mm-hmm. I won. Right. Not, oh, I know. So I'm oh, be we're going to give you the victory. No, sure. I, yeah, I threw in all my shit on this, man. Uh-huh. I threw everything. And I was with on team Alejandro Sanz. Alejandro uh-huh. Sanz is legend. He's like the Mark Anthony. He's like the Justin Bieber of what he does. He's uh-huh. huge. And I chose him because I was very clear and aware of who this man is. To be honest, I didn't know the other judges. I didn't know the mariachi band. I didn't know Gloria Trevi. I was like, I think I know who you are. You're supposed to be like some crazy Spanish Madonna or something, rock and roll. Didn't know who she was. And here's what's funny. Don't laugh at me. I didn't know who Jay Balvin was. Oh, at really? At the time before Mi Gente. He yeah. came out with a song. I'm like, who the fuck are you? I don't know you. <laughs> and he was like, por favor. He got on his knees. Please, please take me. You know, you tengo un swag. You know, mira, mira, we're twins. And I'm like, I'm not going to, at the time, I'm like, I'm not going to go to a coach who's a rapper. I'm such an idiot. Then he became this huge Jay Baldwin phenomenon. I'm like, oh, oh sure. I'm an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> I knew Alejandro Sanz because he also did stuff with Alicia Keys and he's mm-hmm. a piano player. He's a guitar player, piano player, full rounded musician. You go with the musician. Stupid right. me. But from what I heard, some intel, I heard that Jay um, went in. And I was really the runner up along with another girl, mm-hmm. but he went to the, he went to the, uh, from what I heard that he went to the company. He's like, look, have my people win and I'll do all these free promos and shit. Because oh. it was interesting how the two that went fat went further. It didn't make sense. It was like, and when I knew, when I wasn't called and it, and it happened, I laughed. I was like, oh, so we're done. I can get out of this. <laughs> <laughs> the guy next to me, the guy that was on my team, he took it to heart. He was like, oh. and I was like, oh my God, what no, no te preocupes, don't worry. You were amazing. It's mm-hmm. a show. It's a yeah. show. Um, but I left with a great attitude. I was just like, I wasn't meant to win because that meant I would have been tied in con- contractually. And I'm trying to go home. I said mm-hmm. my piece, I grieved. Abuelita, I love you. This was all for you. My family in Mexico was like, oh my God, that's my niece. So I felt good that I, I kind of gave back to my community and to my father's side of the mm-hmm. family. And But I was ready to go home. <laughs> um, I was there for a good five, six, I forgot how many months. My dad was with me and he felt proud. And at one point, my dad goes, I don't know how you took it, but I'm very proud of you. Because he saw the hate and then he started to be like, Come caca, you know, like yeah, trying to defend his daughter. Get off the internet, not helping, because he's usually the voice of reason. Ah, don't freak, they're stupid. But I'm like, Dad, I thought you said they're stupid. (laughs) Over there, it's different Um, when they're they're yeah, when they're hating on his daughter. I could see that. (laughs) Yeah, but you know what? How again? I'm about interpretation. The way that I took it, I was like, okay, cool. So that was a college course on hatred and judgment and because it's going to come at all angles even though it is i hate that it is what it is but it it prepared me for wow if i can take this 
anything else that comes is like, pew, 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 it's just going to bounce right off of right. me because I, I'm really trying not to over dramatize it, but it was horrible, disgusting hate to where I, I, I'm glad that at least I, I look to, I have family to lean on. I always check in with my mental just to make sure because mental health is a big thing. I'm just glad it didn't, it didn't steer me in, mm-hmm. in another way that could have been super unfortunate. It, I, he- I dealt with every pain like natural. I never tried to, you know, I didn't take anything. I didn't drink anything. I was just like, wow, this hurts. Wow, this sucks. But I had to love up on myself a lot mm-hmm. and my family, you know, you got this. And so it was what it was. It was an awesome experience. I, I think back, I'm like, dang, I was a finalist on La Voz Mexico. Then you're going to love this. Do you know that the voice grease reached out to me and it was a joke me and my family <laughs> hey i guess we got to go do the grease one now All right. <laughs> and probably whatever you know i I'm, I'm a spiritual human being i believe in putting stuff out in the universe i said it literally got a dm in my instagram hey we're from the voice grease um we wow. would love to have you we saw that you did you know, the English and the Spanish, why not complete it? I'm like, this is where I draw the line. <laughs> I am done with the voice. <laughs> I'm not going through that again. Oh my. Because I can't, I can't talk. I could, I can fake Greek, you know. Um, uh, it's a whole different thing. All this stuff, you know, um, I, it's just, no, if I had to go through that again, man down, man down. Uh, <laughs> I know maybe one or two Greek songs, but my mom was like, you know, they, they represent, they're all about English music. I'm like, ma, I'm not doing it. No way. Oh, give it up. <laughs> Opa. For MJ songs just her third time on the voice. Like I would have been legendary. I think I'm the maybe one person that has done, maybe, maybe there's someone else that maybe has done two different voices. I'm not sure, but I would have been a, the first have done three three yeah hat trick (laughs) of the voice (laughs) you know and and here's here's the sick here's what's crazy i might bitch about something like i'm not doing that but then i'll calm down and i spoke to my team and my management and i i said hey question you already know how i feel however i understand there's always a business aspect to something Mm -hmm. is this a business play because I'll do it if you think so. Mm-hmm. And then my manager, Jojo Brim, he's usually the voice of reason. Like he'll call me, yo, M, check it out. If we do this play, if you do Greece, we could book a show, we could do this, we could do that. Let's take advantage. He'll mm-hmm. he'll like put put it out that way. When I asked him, he was like, fuck out of here. You ain't doing that shit. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, just when I was supposed to be the voice of reason, now you're shutting it. Cool. It's a no. Perfect. So humbly decline and say, no, thank you. We're currently working on X, Y, and Z. Sure. We are not available at this time. <laughs> um, but who who knows? You never know. The, the industry is changing so much. And one thing that I'm very open-minded about is going, going with the wave, but then trying to go against the wave because me, I, we want to stay creative. You don't always want to follow what's going on because then you sound like everybody else, but you kind of want to follow what is happening business-wise. And I am open to then, especially the pandemic, virtual stuff, virtual shows and opportunities, how to navigate. Okay. How to put out music. Okay. How can I perform now that we can't do it in person? And, so I'm, I'm open to the different possibilities, even though I miss 
you know, live and in person. And, but who's to say if, if another opportunity comes like that again, that I, that maybe I might be a yes to it. So, sure. and now look, here we are. <laughs> so after that, I mean, you ended up putting out a record, an EP in 2018. Was that your first like body of work as MJ songstress? As me, my stuff, uh -huh. um, and you know, I, I had been everything we just spoke about and after working with so many amazing musicians and Wyclef and Nile Rodgers and Sheik, mm -hmm. are you kidding me? I toured with this man for two years in, in stadiums, stadiums where people love, actually love music. And um, to then say, you know, I want to do my stuff. My, the good, you know, the good angel, bad angels, like, why would you leave a situation where you're touring the world, your passport's going to be filled and you have a steady income. And uh -huh. the other's like, yeah, but you'll never know what it feels like to put out your own stuff. So it's like, ah, what do you go with? Um, but I had to start a new chapter and I, I got together with the right team and, and then called my producer. I had been working with for years, um, you know, shout out to Tyrese, Ty Jams Jones. And it was, I called him brother. I'm ready. Can, you know, can I come over? And he's out in Dayton, Ohio. So he's like, all right, come on over, you know, That's fly where my on parents in. Met. <laughs> yes! My, my parents I, met I'm in a, Dayton, I'm Ohio. A, <laughs> yep. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Ohioan, you know, maybe second generation. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, no, I, I, I love me some Dayton. I've been going there. Are you kidding me? I can name all the fast food restaurants. Um, but yeah, I, I would, I would just be like, brother, I'm coming, you know? And he's like, come on, let's go. Let's book out a week. And, He's he worked with me day and night and he's been with me my entire time. He's my Quincy Jones. He's my Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. I um, love that. And so, uh, you know, my Pharrell Williams, my Timbaland. And he's always been there from the very beginning. And we just locked ourselves in a room. We were like, forget what radio's saying. Forget what executives are saying. Give me a hit. Let's just make what we what we love, what feels good. Uh -huh. And that's why the first EP titled See Me was about just see me for who I am, you know, see me, see me for the artist that I am, the woman that I am, the musician, um, the person, and just hear my music. Maybe it, it might not be a hit or a top 40 record, but it's where I was at. And mm -hmm. I'm just trying to tell my story. And um, it was a great batch of work to, to get out. Just again, just to, just to make music, not overthinking, because a lot of times artists get caught up in make this, make that. Oh, you know, give me a 24 karat. Oh, give me a crazy in love. And it's like, those are already made though. It, it's right, constant right. trying to compete. And then sounding like it, the music industry can do a lot to your mind mm -hmm. um, and to your, to your spirit. It can really um, do some damage. And imagine. artists, you know, I, I feel I feel so much for artists There, there maybe should be a pre prep or some type of crash course for all artists going into this music industry, because when it hits you, it's like a huge freaking wave you didn't see coming and you're uh -huh. just drenched. Um, and uh, yeah, coming out with it. Um, it. It also was a sense of uh, therapeutic being therapeutic and, and being very yeah. healing. For me, so now it prepped me for um, the big batch of work. Okay. <laughs> it was okay. almost like if you're a Michael Jackson fan, which I am, um, that batch of work for me was my off the wall. Okay. But I'm re I'm getting ready to do my thriller, and ready there's some cats thriller. that'll be like, "No, off the wall <laughs> is my shit because it's, it has more intricate chords and diminished, uh -huh. and it's just more like a doom 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 doom, like some of the the raw soul." 
um, that people gravitate to. But of course, if you were to ask, every the majority would would pick Thriller because it's, right. it's the hits. It's, it's the, got all the hits. Yeah. <laughs> but if you ask some true cats, some true musicians, they probably would pick Off the Wall over uh-huh. Thriller. So sure. I feel that to say, I felt like See Me catapulted is catapulting me to. You know, thriller. Uh, my new batch of work. Yeah, you know, I always <laughs> wanted to that, set that bar. I want to make my thriller, and everyone's like, "That's a big ask." I don't care. <laughs> um, just let me dream. Let me dream, man. Um, right, right. So, yeah, it's just been it's been really great. I mean, music is my life. I don't know what I would do without it. I don't know who I would be without it. And uh, it definitely supported me during this pandemic too. So I was able to go back and listen to those songs on the album and just kind of it reminded myself hey okay don't forget who you are don't mm-hmm. forget that this is what you do and this is what you love i, I needed that i didn't know where i was going to get it from friends family a youtube <laughs> mash <laughs> therapy or a course a class but i actually was able to get it um from listening to myself it was Amazing. weird like my yeah. myself was my my own self was talking back to me and giving me a message of don't forget keep sure. going keep sure. going this is why you do what you do so where were you yeah. in this? Then my motto is keep going. Where were you when the pandemic Sorry. happened? Like, were you working on a record or and did it slow you down at all? Or were you able to work more oh because God. of it? Like, tell me about that. The day that uh, the, the city, New York City, shut down mm-hmm. was the day that I was filming Give Me Tonight. Oh, my video really? That's out the video now. for that. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's it's the um, the mashup, the give me tonight slash dame la noche because I mm-hmm. took one chorus from each language, and I was supposed to have this huge turnout for a party scene, and all my people's RSVP. It was like eighty plus. Okay. Oh, it's gonna be lit! Hey, <laughs> of attention, New Yorkers, we will be shutting down the city. Please go home in an orderly fashion. I have a video. <laughs> oh wow! Um, so we shot it tight. And some people came because they were just like, yo, I'm down with you. Some people were like, I love you, but it's COVID, Um, (laughs) which I understood too. Yeah. And at that Um, point, nobody knew what was really happening too. I mean, it was- No, clueless, completely clueless. Some of us were like, ah, fuck COVID. There's no COVID. We just didn't know what was going on before we really got into the thick of it. Right. And um, there was a small set and it was fine. I was just so glad who showed up. We shot it tight. And yeah, that's where I was. I was finishing up that video, that music video. Then everything shifted. All my shows, of course, were canceled. Mm-hmm. Anything that my team had laid out as far as a, you know, like a blueprint for an artist, a layout, artist layout. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they call it something else, but uh, just what to, what was to come. Mm-hmm. Uh, interviews and in-person meet and greets and schmooze there and schmooze over here and <laughs> recordings. Uh, everything was really laid out for me uh-huh. and it just went to shit. Yeah. And I was like, um, so, okay. Switch, switch the game plan or, or, um, that was, um, instead of plan B, a new plan A. Um, but it hurt because another thing that affected me was that's how I make my living and, 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 and my income from studio mm-hmm. sessions, from um, the in-person, but also the gigs that I do do with another company that I work for as a band leader. I was like, oh, um, there goes my lights. Uh, <laughs> wait, how am I going to do my lights. crazy stuff? So, <laughs> yeah, the, there goes my electric. Um, <laughs> sure. Shit. Uh, 
it, it was just really like having to navigate now, now what? Along with the rest of the world with their mm -hmm. now what's. It was just like, now what? Oh, oh shit. In the beginning, actually, I will say I wasn't freaking out. I kind of, with some personal work that I had done, I said, you know what? This is, this is, this is feedback. The world is giving us feedback. It's telling us to slow down. It's giving us a sign for the go, go goers that don't take breaks or people please or perfectionists and that just don't know how to stop or say no. It, now here you go, boom, stay in your house. It's telling you to chill the fuck out. So I, mm -hmm. I, I received that. Hey, I don't mind being a homebody. I'm cool. I'm grateful for the, for the walls that I have, a roof over my head, food in my kitchen. I'm good. I could be here all day. Mm -hmm. So I was fine, but then couple of months in, I'm like, I yeah. need to get out. Now a year and a half I'm, later. <laughs> right. Yeah, because again, I don't mind being a homebody. I can work on myself from home. I, I can work my, like set up a little gym thing. Cool. I have my studio set up. I can still plug in my mic. I can get on the Zooms. It was driving other people crazy who were so used to the being on and don't know how to turn off. Mm -hmm. Me, I was fine. Oh, I got to turn off. That's fine. But then the other side of me that fulfills me, energy, frequencies, people, interaction, uh, air, <laughs> smell sure. of air, that's when I'm like, um, yeah, now, now I'm being affected. Uh, now it's gone a little bit too long mm -hmm. and I need help. <laughs> I need some support over here. So, uh, but what kept me happy in some way was my team and I were able to shift inside of a pandemic and I still released my Gimme Tonight video. I was able uh -huh. to release um, the remix to, um, to Dame La Noche, Gimme Tonight. And I had a rapper from Spain, his name is Pinto Huayin, was featured on it. We uh -huh. shot another music video with a couple of stills safely, masks on, outside. So I still found a way to navigate around this freaking pandemic. <laughs> I, I created a, a, a Christmas song in my head being a stupid goof after watching some Michael Blay stuff and I got inspired. I was in a giddy moment. So I, I released, I, I created a, a Christmas song. I released the Christmas song. I made the Christmas, the Christmas video to follow la la inside of a pandemic. Still, everybody was cautious and tested. <laughs> so I still was able to do things. I did a couple of virtual shows. Um, those were a pain in the ass because, you know, logistics and sound, but got through them and uh, kind of came out, you know, was able to find a way to come out on top and, and navigate my way through. And now, thank God, everything's lifted up, right? Especially in New God. York and California, finally. Yeah. And I, I, yes. And I'm being hit up to do some shows and some opportunities. I'm, I'm able to go back to my gigs. I just had a recent showcase showcasing my band. So I'm like, we're back. Oh, that's we're amazing. Back. That yeah. is amazing. And so, you have a new I, song I and video it. out as well. I mean, with Carousel, tell me about that. Carousel. Oh, again, even with Carousel, it worked out because being able to shoot it, I just used what I had. I, I was like, let's shoot it in my apartment. Let's use up my building. Let's use it up outside. Outside is free 99. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> wow, that you was know, all shot I, around I, your house. I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, might as well say what it is. But yeah, um, the video is is my little nook, <laughs> my humble nook. And um, uh, um, having people that I was able to call and say and just ask, hey, listen, it's just me asking. 
I'd love to have you on this project. If it's a no, thank you. If it's a yes, oh my God, thank you. And everyone was <laughs> like, I love working. I love working with you. Let's do this. So we had a safe team come in. Everybody had their masks on and just was able to provide a, 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 a product. And um, we released Carousel and it's been doing amazing. I just love that there's such great feedback around it and people are loving it. We released the the video and I don't know if you know this, it's kind of an exclusive, but we have a remix coming out. Really? And I'm really excited about that. Yeah, a carousel remix with a special feature that I want. I can't wait for people to see who 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 it's gonna be. I can't wait to do this reveal. That's it's exciting. major. It's major. I think I believe it's July first or second. Um I'm ex I'm ecstatic. I'm screaming inside. <laughs> Um, so excited about this remix. So excited for this remix. So please, please be on the lookout. Please. Well, that's <laughs> awesome. I cannot wait. And do you have a, it, yeah, I'm literally, do you have an EP or anything coming out or, or are you just working on singles and as far as this right remix now? is going to lead into the completion of an EP. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Mm -hmm. That is yeah, awesome. Yeah. Cause the Dame La Noche, it kind of had its own single vibe. But uh -huh. it needs to have a home. It needs to have a home. And then Carousel came out. So it was like these cool single releases. But I'm like, no, we do projects around here. We do EP. <laughs> so I'm really looking forward to. And I have a huge batch of music awesome. that I could probably release two, two or three EPs at the same time. But uh -huh. I can't wait to just really close up this next project, the Carousel remix with the feature, with the surprise feature. And also, um, have the ep come out as well um i i just can't wait long time coming sure amazing well thank you so much mj for talking with me today i really appreciate you yeah thank you so much this was fun this is a lot of fun thank you um i do have one more question before i let you go uh do you have Great. any advice for aspiring artists oh well hopefully this whole <laughs> well this whole thing was advice but i, I don't know if you can sum it down and <laughs> however you would want to yeah, say um Hmm. To all inspiring artists slash musicians, um, I believe this is truly for me in doing the work. And what I mean is, is, is doing the work, especially on self and to always check in mentally, physically, spiritually, musically, what's going on, um, to stay grounded, stay humble. Uh, always look to check in on yourself because mental health is very important inside of getting this into this business. Spiritually, whatever that is for you, believing in yourself, loving up on yourself and celebrate yourself because not many of us know how to do that. It's very hard. And give yourself grace. Know that each baby step counts. Um, keep going. That's my motto and my mantra. Keep going, keep going, keep going. No matter what, just keep going. If you fall, cool, no problem. Keep going, get back up. Like if you fall off a bike, you get back up and you keep going and you learn, you navigate your way through. Surround yourself with good people, people that you trust, people that you love and people that see you. And um, rem always remember your why. Remember why you do this. If it's because you love it and you're passionate about it, great. Uh, if there are other reasons because you feel forced, then maybe maybe this is not what you want to do. Um, but it's all about having the foundation around you. So checking in on self, your mental health, uh, your spirituality, whatever that is for you. Keep going. Give yourself grace. Celebrate yourself. Surround yourself with a team that loves you and that trusts you and that will is not afraid to be your no. 
and 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 no filter like tell you the truth you don't want to surround yourself with yes people that's actually very dangerous and overall if you believe in you it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks the second you let go of that then you become um the victim of the music industry you just got to believe in yourself whether that comes with a healthy ego or not it's staying consistent to who you are and that's what i would offer to everybody